We won again. This is good. But what is best in life? How about Howdy, 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 and welcome to another episode of Garage Gamer, and this time a new game for a new Garage Gamer. We're going to be talking about all things Mersha Miniatures with our good friend Tim Fisher. Tim, all the way from the UK. Tim, welcome. Thank you very much for the welcome, David, and it's, yeah, it's good to be on the podcast. It's good to have you. We've been chit-chatting back and forth. You guys have been sponsoring the show forever, and you finally broke down and got Skype. Yeah, it's, it took me a while. I must admit, I'm a bit of a technophobe uh, with things like this. <laughs> but I finally got around. I've, I've, uh, one of the guys who works here, I've borrowed his, uh, his gamer headset, and I've installed Skype on the uh, the PC and also on my iPhone. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm down with the cool kids. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's brilliant. So, so um, Mersha Miniatures, it's so funny. That, that, that's, like the, that's like 2014's – that's like the joke of 2014. Like, not your company is a joke, but just that we've been calling it Mears for all this time and nobody bothered to correct anybody. <laughs> I have heard people say Mears, and sometimes I just I prefer it sometimes because it's, um, it's phonetic. So it's a lot yeah. easier for people to find the website. <laughs> well, we did get an email from a guy who he's like, listen, you need to spell it. Like, even when yeah. we were doing Mears, he's like, because I don't go to your website to look that stuff up. I'm not going to go look it up. So if you don't spell it, I'll never find it. So we started spelling it on the. Like you've, you've noticed in the beginning when we mentioned yep, yep. them, we spell it. Now we definitely spell it. <laughs> it's Mersha, <laughs> spelled Mears, M-I-E-R-C-E. Yep. But, uh, man, oh, man. So you guys have just started a new Kickstarter. Yeah, that's right. We've just launched the Baby's Kickstarter, and this is more of a, a, a pet project of mine, uh, more of a personal thing that I wanted to do for some time. And this is I've your been has- fourth Kickstarter. Yeah, but this is um, this isn't uh, the other Kickstarters are for the Dartlands War Game, which is me. I you know that that's the brainchild of my boss Rob, who, who runs the company. But this this right. Bane Kickstarter, this is more of a personal thing that I've been wanting to do for some time to take some of the Dartlands beasts and um, take them from the semi-historical setting of Dark Ages Europe and stick them right into a uh, you know a more mental fantasy world. So I can I can use orcs, I can use elves, and these are things that aren't present in Darklands. So it allows us to just ramp up the high fantasy a little and um, also you know go a bit more madcap than we might normally do because we're not restrained by you know the semi-realistic world of Darklands. Cool, because I definitely want to talk about this because Darklands and the setting I found when I got the rule book, I was like, okay, I like this. I kind of like this. And I did go and, and uh, downloaded all the little character sheets off of the... The internet, you know, yep. and so I was looking through that. Um, but you guys have sort of been, you've got a couple of different things here, and they all seem to fall under similar categories. So I thought it might be nice to sort of uh, go through stuff. I mean, we could talk about the Kickstarter first if you want, or we can talk about it uh, af- you know, after we go through just all kind of all the stuff you guys have. That's yeah, your I'm call. Ha- I'm happy to go with the flow, you know, just keep it quite organic and natural and just, yeah, just swing about the place. <laughs> okay. So you're, the first one you guys had, whoops, I just dropped it. Hold on one second. So we'll go back. To, okay, so here we go. We've got 
Now you first um, now first you guys were just sort of producing alternate models, some really cool ones too. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it all did actually start with you know we're uh, making Bane Beasts, which was uh, just alternate fancy models that people might want to use in a game setting or as collectors and painters, and giving people options. You know, uh, you know, on the aftermarket really, and it was a good way for people to get cracking centerpiece monsters uh, that would stand out. They were a lot larger than life usually, and lots of people liked them because it was different. You know, to the standard stock available right. miniatures. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember the first time I saw it. I saw the what's her name, the Australia, the the boob lady, the you know. Yeah, Yorialia. Yeah, Yorialia. That's when everybody. That's when everybody remembers right off the bat. Oh, they're the ones who make that one because nobody forgets yeah, it. Yeah, we're she, gamers she and a, she has breasts. It's just kind of how yeah. it goes. I certainly always wanted to make that model, so I was pretty glad when we wrote the brief foot for her. I was like, yeah, okay, she's gonna look like this, and she she's got to have these weird tentacles coming from her back because why not? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it started off sort of like alternate miniatures. And like I said, the really cool stuff, cool dragons, your 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 manticore and your uh, chimera are still – I have both of them. And I haven't actually painted them. I've just primed them and then did the white primer highlight on the top yep, because I'm yep. like afraid to paint them because I'm like, oh, I don't want to screw these up. Like I'm just, you know, oh, they're so gorgeous. Yeah, sometimes some people find, particularly that Chimera model, they find it quite intimidating because it's it's a real detail-packed miniature and it, it looks, you know, so natural and lifelike. And people are just like, I don't know what to do. But um, there's, there's there's a few uh, miniatures on the internet if you search for it, painted in various color schemes. And, and in this case, find one that suits you and, you know, just dive in. I've painted one up and it's um, it, it wasn't as difficult as I thought to paint up. No, it's and like I said, they just, they are gorgeous. You know, and it's one of those things, as soon as I get them painted up, I'll be, like, adding them in anytime we are allowed to take monsters or anything like that, because I don't have armies that allow them, but we got those, uh, the Monsters Arcanum, so anytime we play something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a case of any other excuse for me, and I'd had one on my painting desk for a while, and then I attended Chris Tomlin's Blackout Tournament, the Blackstone Tournament in right. uh, Weymouth last September. You were allowed a... Um, a, a monster add-on from Storm of Magic or Monsters Arcanum. So I just took a regular, uh, just a regular baby Chimera and uh, just went for it on the bigger base. And even though it was a bit rubbish because it's not as good as the one in the Warriors of Chaos book, I still took it just so I could use that model. Oh, and uh, I was really glad I did. It's fin- yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. It's so, it's so much fun. It's so nice to see them when they're on the table because they just look really great. I mean, they're tip-top. Um, yeah, thank you. So we were going through that, and then now, wh- now they were. Was there a game attached with them when you guys originally started, or they were just alternate models? It was always with a game in mind. It it, it gave us a, a, if we made things that you know people could use alternate models as well. It kind of gave us a bit of a a bit of a head start on moving forwards. The game was always in mind, and then when we went towards Darklands fully. And at that point, you started seeing humans appear, and you know these were historical humans. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Vikings, and you've got Anglican, the early English, and things like that. So, at that point, it started to move away from any sort of uh, idea of high fantasy towards quite a dark fantasy, more realistic setting. So, at that point, you know, we've got a wyvern, but the wyvern was butt naked because there's no putting armor on that wyvern or riding it because it's it's a really wild beast. And it was uh, a, a few years down the line, two or three years down the line, when I started looking at a lot of our monsters and I'm starting to think, look, I could take these and spruce them up a bit. And, yeah, why not put an orc on the wyvern because so many people have asked for it? Or, you know, why not make 
alternate arms and head for Yoriali. It won't be Yoriali anymore. It'll be, a, you know, like a pleasure demon. And that, and that way I could take what's supposed to be a beautiful face and make it look more bestial and wild and, and evil and wicked and things like that. And, and that's why I went through it. And we took Krull and it's like, well, let's stick a death mask on him. And then we've got one model, uh, which is a um, Aradai Maw, which is sort of like a, 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 a an ogre, dragon, centaur uh, sort of thing. And I was looking at him, and he's wearing Welsh armour from, from the day, and uh, Welsh symbology. And I'm looking at him, and I think, OK, well, let's get rid of that, and let's give him some spiky armour and, and a big hammer. And, you know, again, I've said this before, amp it all up to 11, you know. Uh, let's make these... Um, uh, so so they, they, you won't get them confused. They aren't historical in an historical setting anymore. They're very much in a fantasy setting. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking at it all right here. This is some pretty nice stuff. Um, so now, is there a game for Bane Beasts, or are they just... Bane Beasts are purely uh, alternate stroke collectors, okay. stroke painters, miniatures. There's no, there's no game in mind with these guys. That's why, and also because there's no orcs and no elves in Darklands, because it's it's a more realistic dark fantasy setting. It allows me to. I've always wanted to make some orcs, <laughs> so it allows it allows the opportunity to make some orcs and you know some elves and things like that. So it does allow allow us to get outside of our normal box and you know play in a different sandbox for a while. All right, so for those for those listening who want to look it up, I'm just going to throw it out there. Go to Kickstarter, type in Mears Miniatures, M-I-E-R-C-E. You can pronounce it Mears, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> miniatures, uh, and you look up, and they showed actually six projects. I said they had four. You guys have had six Kickstarters. This is your sixth. Yeah, we're on six over three years now. Um, one's fulfilled. It was 90 and 80% fulfilled, and then this one will be a brand new one. The good thing about this one is it's a really quick turnaround. Because the beasts are already sculpted, we're just re-sculpting some bits and bobs over the top of them. The turnaround should be much quicker because we haven't got to wait for a huge sculpting slot from one of our sculptors. We're also using a couple of different guys that we might not normally use in Darklands because their sculpting style is more more graphic, more like more towards the big, uh, the big sort of uh, chunky guys like the orcs. And normally, what we look for in Darklands is the realistic sort of sculpts but we're moving away from that with bane, bane beasts and going for the really you know the big weapons the really big chunky muscles and things like that so it's it allows us to use different guys at a different style and also turn it around a lot quicker because if you look at that orc on the wyvern well the wyvern's already sculpted we just got to get some guy to sculpt some armor and some chains and some bits and bobs on it and stick an orc on there it's a it's much quicker turnaround for us cool and so, like I said, you can look that up at Mirrors, or you can just type in Bane Beasts on Kickstarter, and it'll come right up. And yeah, all one word. Oh, sorry, all one word, Bane Beasts. Yeah, Sometimes Bane you think yeah. it's two words, yeah, it's all one word. Um, and, I mean, okay, you know, I want to come back to the Bane Beast in a bit, um, because they are, this is really cool. This stuff is really awesome. Um, and I've seen most of it, but it's like I'm looking at thinking about ordering maybe that, that giant, uh, that war guy, what's his name? Get, getting in for um, the war demon. Ah, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it just looks so awesome. Yeah, he's and a big it, guy. There's, there's some differences on on the on the war demon for the main cool model. His his axe is a lot bigger and it's a double headed axe. And a lot of people, some of the feedback we got from the original cool ministry was they didn't like that really long punch dagger that he had. Right. So uh, we've changed it for more, almost like a Wolverine looking shorter punch dagger. So it's much shorter, but it's more like a almost like shredder. Off the Ninja Turtles. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So the, yeah, yeah the it looks a little bit like him. And he, we've um, we stuck a death mask on him because I've all, I always thought he'd look really cool with like a uh, a wicked looking helmet. 
And once he's funded further down the line, and this goes for all the beasts, there's actually a free stretch goal where they'll get free stuff added to them. And uh, for Krull, better reveal, he's going to have another double-handed axe in the other hand, so he's going to be going to battle with, with two huge double-handed axes. And the size of these axes, I mean, each one's probably the size of maybe like a regular ogre miniature or something like that in terms of height. So, they, yeah, he's going to look really badass on the battlefield. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, okay. I can see the differences. It's nice. It's nice that you show us both models the original yeah if you if you compare them on the site you can see where and also one thing we've been very keen to do where possible is uh the um the new concept art you see for the for the new version of course so to be the war demon that's actually a photo of the bear resin so you can see what the sculpt already looks like and then we've got the artist to go over the bear resin uh and and in a lured format put it on top so that is actually a a, um, a resin photograph you see there of crawl just with the changes on top so it's really clear what we're doing, and you, you know, there's, there's oh, very the little. Oh, the changes are slightly different in color, so you can see that those are the things you added in. I got That's it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If you look, you can see the the, the, the mask he's got on, and the, uh, the the twin blades on his wrist, and and, and the axe are, you know, they're different, a different, a uh, uh, different color slightly. How so tall can, is this maniac? 165 mil to the tip of his wings. It's about 100 mil to his eye line. He's huge. So that's like 16 <laughs> centimeters. So that's like. That's a six. That's a six-inch model. That's a six to seven-inch model through the top of his wings. Nice. Yeah, he's a big fella. Yeah, he's, he's, he's huge on the battlefield. But the good thing about him is, you know, if anyone wants to use him uh, for alternate reasons or something like that, he just about fits on a fifty-mil square base. Oh no! <laughs> there you there's go. A li- there's a little bit of overhang with his hooves, and you might want to use like a tapered rock or cork base or something like that. But he will just about fit on one of those bases. Sweet. And I see you guys have funded the Dark Elf Lord on Dragon. Those are always usable. Yeah, he's, yeah, and he's uh, he, he's he's looking tasty. And uh, Chris Tomlin's been involved in the alternate version of him there, so he's uh, there's going to be like a, a Tomlin Elf. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> Which is I uh, heard that on the show. I was like, oh boy, what did they do? He's probably carrying a bottle of Jack. <laughs> he isn't. <laughs> But, but he'll probably tell you all about that uh, at Waipaka this weekend. Are you going to be at Waipaka? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, I'm, I'm under the gun. <laughs> I'm under the gun. I'm trying to get this display board done, and I don't know what I'm doing. And it's just getting hard. It's, uh, I'm getting delayed. Uh, at least you're going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so let's jump over real quick. While we've got some time, I wanted to talk about Darklands. Now, Darklands, you put out this game, and the, the first one funded back in uh february of 2013 and then yeah nearly two years ago now and the uh the quick start rules from that are now I, I, you obviously you've got a copy of the rules and yep. um this this if anyone is listening is going along to the um u.s warhammer masters it is it towards the middle end of february i believe it is i believe so then yeah. we're actually sponsoring that event jerry got in touch with us and um Thanks to good work from yourself, I believe. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> and we're sending out uh, a big uh, a big box of goodies for the raffle uh, at the end. And also, every player in it will get a free copy of the Darklands Quickstar rules as well. Very nice. So that way when Ninth Ed comes out and everybody who's disrespected by GW, they can all go play this game now. Because I'm not going to play <laughs> if they make those changes. I'm not going to play. May, I may be, but I mean... I'm rage quitting. Uh, I'm rage quitting. I, I, as Sorry. a long-time Warhammer game as well, I do prefer to play both, and I, I don't think the changes are going to be that bad. Uh, a little bird tells me that it's uh, it's not that bad at all. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, the, the 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 latest episode of of Garage Hammer is going up on Thursday, and I just I kind of lost my mind complaining about just not the new rules, but just about listening to all the doom and gloom. I just I'm like blah. Yeah. 
The, the minute the minute the, the bad rumours went out, there was like eight, ten, twenty page threads all over the internet. And then just recently, the um, the more tempered rumours have come out uh, by a few more informed sources, and it's just like, look, it's a load of rubbish. They're not squatting anything, you know. It's uh, it's more of a uh, an, an intro level game that's coming up to get people into the larger games and things like that. And that and what response does that get? Maybe twenty posts. Oh, okay. Exactly. You know, people, People don't want to hear good news. They want to hear bad news so they can rage about it. <laughs> exactly. It's so silly. Yeah. But let's talk about this game because Darklands, now I've been reading through it. And, I mean, it's it's a full line. Of, that, that rule book's a little dense. Like, I was going through it going, damn, okay, wait a minute. And I'm, like, going through. Then I'm like, I need a character sheet. I look at the character sheet. I'm like, oh, boy. All right. Yeah, <laughs> in the end, we got a little carried away. And rather than write a, a sort of rule set where you don't get to have, like, a proper full-on game, it was a case of, okay, let's, let's flesh it out a bit because we didn't want to leave Magic out. We didn't want to leave shooting out, and you know. So in the end, we we wrote a more fleshed out rule set, and then the full rule set, which is coming out later on this year, just expands upon uh, what is now the, the the core rules that were already set set there. You know, which is the magic, which is the way to fight combats, and it just expands upon it with uh, things like psychology, combat res, uh, you know, reactions to certain things like being charged. So you you can, for example, if you're being charged, you can brace, uh, form a shield wall, and things like that, and uh, you know, this this way it's like a, a large monster needn't get caught in combat with lots of little guys because it could just stomp over them and, and, and wander off and it, it just expands upon the rules and then there's going to be diagrams to explain the rules fully so there's no you know there's, there's no gray as we're very keen to write a rule set where there's no oh can i do this or can i do that and the rules don't say i can so i can't or, or you know vice versa and the way the rules are written it's, it's very much written a bit like a computer program in that it you know you, you can do what it says you can do and that's it. And, it. and when it when it tells you what you can do, it'll word it fully. So there's there's very little room for ambiguity. And if there is any uh, grey areas, of people, oh, I'm not really sure. Well, we've got a forums that people can go and register on and ask us these questions, and 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 the game writer will answer them there and then. So there's you know it's almost like having an instant FAQ. That is now that that's awesome. That is really nice because you know having yeah, cool. be, having someone who can answer your questions like that is is. Yeah, really coming important. from a tournament background, it, it is quite frustrating at times where you can have months, if not years, of grey areas and ambiguity in, in some rule sets. So it will actually be quite refreshing to to have a you know a, a quicker level of access or at least a quicker reply to what might be a common answer. Uh, you know, in, in terms of what would be a published FAQ document or errata, if needs be. Exactly. Now, the setting for Darklands. When I first started reading it, I'm like, wait a minute, wait, this is like, literally, this is. England in the Dark Ages. I mean, it seems to be the time, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. England and you know surrounding countries, so pretty much like Northwest Europe from okay. the Dark Ages, with all the um, you know all the little kingdoms and such that were around at the time. It's quite. It, 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 there's no good guys in Darklands because there, there's no good guys in history. Everyone was pretty much nasty to one another because they were all trying to carve out their own little area. So it's um, there's no. Knights in shining armor, so to speak. There's no King Arthur in his his round table. It's it's you know it's, it's it all predates all that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're just they're all carving out their own area. None of them like one another. Yeah. So it's uh, and there's 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 bad guys, and then there's maybe some not so bad guys, but there's no good guys, I'm afraid. <laughs> but that's kind of fun. Like and you, yeah. and the models all show that everything's dirty and sort of filthy and and beat on, everything's stitched together. It's like this is, it's gritty, yeah. yeah. And it's, we've tried to make. I mean, obviously, you can't make a dragon realistic because dragons have never existed. But certainly, in case of the men and the way we look at their equipment and their armor, 
like the 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 really elite guys, yeah, they have got nice armor. The other guys, not so much. You know, it's a, it's a case of how it was back then. To to even own a uh, a, a chainmail shirt was you know uh, restricted for the very elite. And whereas in other game systems, obviously every man and his dogs walking around in a chainmail shirt. So a lot of them, you, you know, the the, the the poorer ones, the regular guys, you know, the levies and such, they're just turning up in a, in a, you know spearing a shield if they're lucky. Exactly. Now, how many different uh, factions do you have in Darklands? Currently, I believe there's 12. Now, I say currently because I actually have a couple more in my head that we might not have told you about yet. <laughs> so if I just quickly go onto our website, I'll have a look for you. Nice. Yeah, two minutes. Sorry about that. You might have to edit that bit. No, don't worry about <laughs> two, it. Don't six, worry about four, it. Five, six, there's 12 available currently, and there's also three more that are in the works. So there's, there's currently a choice of 15 kindreds. Now, um... That's a lot of choice with a lot of different styles and things like that as well. Because you've got such as the Anglican, they're all about men and werewolves, and then you've got the um, the Alban. Now they're basically in in what would later become Scotland, but it wasn't known as Scotland in this time. And they're a lot of mountain men and uh, like inbred, not need giants. So they've got you know they're men and giants. The Anglican are men and werewolves. The Atalantes are what was ancient Atlantis, which is now in ruins uh, due to a civil war. So you've got the Cthonies, uh, which are a, uh, a race of <clears throat> just reptile men, anthropomorphic reptiles, and they were kept as, slave by, as, as slaves by the Atalantes, who were basically the, if you've ever seen like 300, uh, you know, a lot of Greek-looking uh, and Spartan warriors and such, but right. they, they weren't very nice to their slaves, so the slaves were revolted, and there's been a civil war which has ruined uh, Atlantis. So neither of those guys have come out with it with any credit. You've got such as the Byzanti, which are the Romans, the, the, um, the, the Byzantine Romans, and they've, they've fallen into devil worship, so that's where Krull comes from. And there's a whole race of these uh, big, hulking, devilish-looking brutes that basically come from hell itself. And uh, the Romans think they're in charge, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just to give you an idea of you know, some of the kindreds that, that, that there is. There's, there's some more traditional ones, such as the Norse. So you've just got a load of big, butch-looking Vikings running around the place. And, of course, because you know they're Vikings, they've got trolls, and they've also got giants and uh, some raven men. So, I mean... Uh, aesthetically, they're one of my favorite kindreds in the game, really, because the trolls are just awesome. Yes. Awesome. Models. No, they are. Um, now, you guys are really nice to us. Um, Chris and I had, had put in an order for some of the big griblies for other projects, and uh, you said, well, look, we'll send you some starter rules, and you sort of kind of went in with some of the things we picked and then sent us a few more you know, of the infantry and stuff for those in those particular factions. Mm-hmm. So, um, Chris had um, what's your alias? She's the of what is it, yeast or something like? What is that? Uh, the Easians. If if you if you think of Parisians, the Easians from that. That's basically what they are. They're from a city called. There was actually a city in uh, French legend called uh, Keris, which was a. Um, uh, uh, like a decadent city on the um, the Brittany coast, which you know, according to legend, they fell into decadence and the um, the sea claimed the city. So basically, these these guys are from there. They're they're the Easians. So she's a uh, you know a decadent yeah, hedonistic sort. Okay, and so now that's now, now so Chris picked up a couple of uh, those models. Just I mean, the, he 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 picked her up because he's using her as an alternate for you know for for Warhammer, and then he picked up a couple other the Yeezian. Uh, infantry, you know, like he said, oh, this will go good with this, and this will go good with that, and so you sent him like you know some some foot soldiers and some stuff, and I got the guys, and I, I can't think of their name that they they got the cloven hoofs, they got they they look they're like they're you know they have a beast man ish. 
Oh, the uh, the Fomorak. Yeah. Yeah, they um, they they worship the god Balor, which is a, an ancient god from British legend. It was basically a, a, a nasty cyclops who comes from under the sea and tries to uh, take over Ireland as it comes. He's like the the god of snow and ice and sea, and he's basically a nasty sort. And he he's got a lot of like almost like your prehistoric um, monsters like uh, mammoths, mammoth men, woolly rhinos, woolly rhino men, you know, uh, goat men. Uh, obviously, your your bull men, your minotaurs. So anyone who likes big, fairy, beasty sort of men, you know, that's a kindred for you. And again, they are really nice kindred. They've also got like ruined, um, ruined warrior types that have imbued with the power of their gods. So you've got big guys in hulking plate mail going around the place bashing people over the head. Well, I love the big gribblies. Like I said, like I said, you know, I already ordered from you. I already have, like I said, I have the Manticore and the Chimera, and I ordered up that. Uh, it was the the one dragon. Um, it, a lot, lot of spiky parts on it. He's down on all fours, big open mouth, almost looks like his head's a skull. Um, I can't think of the name of the dragon, but I ordered him, and I really liked that. Um, uh, the guy that looks like a plague bear with wings, with the with the with the. Oh, he's a bane beast. He's actually uh, my own creation. <laughs> yeah, he's called. Yeah, he's. Uh, just let me get his name for you. He's called Nobrot. Prince yeah. of the Flies. Yeah, he's, he's a baby, so he's not in Darklands itself. With and any model that we think where it doesn't fit into the the setting of Bane Beast, like you're almost your collectors and alternate models. So if they don't f- feel they don't fit into Darklands, then they go into Bane Beast. And currently, there's a range of about ten of those guys, which are basically you know your um, your alternate models, your collectors models, and such like. Which is what the Bane Beast Kickstarter is all about: is to expand upon those guys because we feel the last two or three years with all the attention we've lavished on Darklands, we've we've forgot about these guys, which were so fondly loved by so many people. So if, yeah. you know, it's, it's about time they got the light shone on them for a while well i got a bunch of them and then like i said i got the the, the you said the Fomorix, the and those 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 are some sweet models like they're i looked i'm like wow these guys are kind of thin like they're not they're not big and chunky and but i was looking at the detail and i was like oh wow these guys you know i just i really liked them i'm like excited i'm like oh look you sort of picked a faction for me and it totally worked because like chris and i yeah. didn't know it was coming and i'm like well these guys are the Esians and they match up with the model you already got so you take that and i'll take this other stuff and i didn't even realize that the little lord of the flies wasn't uh wasn't part of it because he has cloven hoofs too at, at on his, you know instead of feet and he got the fur on the bottom so i was like oh maybe he's one of these guys i didn't go through all the sheets that i downloaded i was at work i just printed them all off it took forever but i just printed off all the all the you know the character yeah. Sheets and I haven't had a time to roll through them all yet, but um, but he's just, a beauty too. Yeah, no, bro. Yeah. I've, uh, he's uh, he, he's he's actually um, a conversion from several of our Darklands kits to form a Bane Beast almost, you know. And then he's uh, we we molded him up and made a cast of him, and then showed him a few people. And they were like, "Well, I'd buy that." So we stuck him on sale, you know. And from that, people have bought him. So all the power to him. I've got uh, you know I've got a, a Nurgle army kind of sitting in the wings waiting to be made, and I was like. You know, I could use that as a Nurgle demon prince or as even heck I could use that technically as a great unclean one if I wanted to since it's actually the actual more of a size of a great unclean one than the actual great unclean one yeah people you know. I mean is is a steady seller so I can only think that people have got some reason to buy him <laughs> I, I love it I love I saw that I like Chris this is what I'm getting and oh and then you guys sent me a giant dude your giant rocks he is a giant as well. There's, there's so many giants out there that aren't giant. There's nothing giant about them. They're basically a big ogre, or they're maybe twice the size of an ogre or something like that. Our giant, he's a giant. Yeah, he's big. He's thick. Uh, he's... 
Yeah, I, I remember when I was a kid and there was the old Metal Giants one playing Warhammer and I was like, oh, they're just not big enough. There was the really ancient one, but nobody could get it anymore. And from then, since then, I remember the start of 6th edition. I was actually working at Games Worship at the time and the, um, the studio guy sent down the... Um, the, the Periscope, the giant that came out at the start of sixth edition that's carrying like a, a club with a tombstone on the end and had the right. Crouching Empire guy at his feet. And I remember thinking, oh, he's an awesome model, but it's not giant. There's nothing giant about him. So when we wanted to put a giant into Darklands, we just sat down and said, okay, let's make a giant. So he's a fair road size. His, uh, his name is Gomag, and he's is, he is huge. He he's is practical. Huge. You, can, you can still use him in a game. He's not ridiculously big. But he is he's a big old fella. Have you glued him together yet? Have you no, no, him? no. I'm getting ready for Packa. This is that's right. all my that's yeah. all my post Packa plans are to unpack and start working on that some of that Darkland stuff because it's like I said I, I'm I'm really excited about it. But, but once you just, get him assembled, you'll see just what a what a big old fellow he is. Well, I opened it up and just sort of held the pieces where they would go, you know. And I'm just like, yeah. Not only is he huge, but he's thick. Like the like a lot of the giants, like even the GW giant, they got sort of the thinner arms and they got that weird face that looks like that guy Sloth from the Goonies. Yeah, like, they just look like <laughs> they look like they're like they're like they've got you know. Like they got brain damage or something. They always got that sort of. Un- Your guy looks like just a really, really big, big guy. Big muscle. Yeah, he's, he's, more, he's, he's more like a bruiser, you know, yeah. sort of guy that if you met him in a bar, you wouldn't want to cross him. He's a big old fellow and he's swinging an enormous sword that's. I, I believe his sword's as, as big as most monsters, at least in terms of height. And that's bolted yeah. together from a broken sword. It's, yeah, he's awesome. We do like Gomag. No, it's fantastic. But one of the things I really like as I'm going through the Darklands game, and it's it's a D10 game, and yep. I mean the rules are pretty complicated. I'm not going to pretend like I get how to play this game yet. I've just gotten the stuff. I'm getting ready for Packa. It's like this is sitting sitting on the Dave's got to go through this. But as I'm reading it, I'm like, okay, the rules are tight. First of all, as, as I'm reading them, uh, you you put some very straightforward stuff down here, and I know we're supposed to be talking about your babies. And guys, seriously, go check out the monsters on the Kickstarter. Um, by the time this airs, there's going to be about two weeks left, so get over there and take a look at it. But I was kind of excited to talk about this stuff from Darklands because you had a very, like, first of all, you're like, if it's not in there, you don't get to do it. Yeah, that's that's why the book's so thick, because it's it's worded the situations out properly to a point of it might take maybe four or five times more words to explain a rule, but once that rule's explained, it stays explained. Right. So it's. Uh, I, I think people who you know maybe playing tournaments for whatever system and things like that will appreciate it when they sit and read it. And if, I think the way to do it is I, I'm the sort of person that I don't necessarily learn just from sitting and reading rules. I prefer to sit there with a few models and a few dice and read a rule, and then okay, I'll, I'll play this rule out, and then it makes so much more sense. Right. You start playing the rule out, and, and one thing we were very keen to do with the rule set is. There's quite a few games out there where when it's your opponent's turn, you just kind of sit there for a while and take it. And it's a bit, the, the interactivity isn't there. So this is a, um, it, it's an alternate activation system where you make an activation, I make an activation, you make an activation, rather than one of us having an entire turn to ourselves where the other guy kind of just sits there and takes models off. Right. It's more of a, a, an alternate thing. And then I will roll to hit you. And then when I roll to hit you, you roll to see if you can parry any of those hits, knock them to one side. And if you fail to, you know, the, the hits that you fail to parry, well, I get those dice back and then I'll roll to see how much damage I do on you. So it, it kind of, it goes back and forth as well. 
with with the interaction. So it's like, oh, I've hit you. Okay, well, I'll see if I can burn stuff. Ah, oh, yeah, I'll burn stuff. Okay, uh, but you didn't burn those dies off. And okay, ah, and I've done this many wounds and things like that. So there's a bit more interactivity going on, and also because because the alternate activation system that we've got, there's you, you know you're only waiting like five minutes at most until it's your turn to move something and your turn to kill something. See, and, and I and I get the whole I take my turn, you take your turn thing for 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 games that are really gearing towards tournaments. You know, I understand why War Machine, it's like my whole turn and you don't do anything. I yeah. get that. But it's also, that's not my favorite way of playing. Like, I really, no, it's, I really yeah, like it's, Kings uh, of War, but it's the one thing in Kings of War that when we're playing. The nice thing is Kings of War move so quick that even if you don't have your turn, they do their whole turn, it usually only takes about maybe 10 minutes tops. But... Um, yeah, yeah I haven't played. Sorry, sorry, I haven't played Kings of War, but I know from uh, being a keen War Machine player uh, a few years ago and playing in a few tournaments that it, it's kind of there, there isn't so much the interactivity or any sort of social side to the game. It's more of a case of right, you sit there and I'm going to really hammer you, and then it's your turn to do the same to me. And it's a bit like you, you, you sit there for half an hour, and, and the only thing you do is just just remove models. And it's I I, I do prefer the way. Uh, where you know we do it, and and um, yeah, you know I, there's a few other games to do it where it's a bit more you know. I agree. I prefer time, it yeah. too. It's it may, it may not be as uh, as time. You know, it, you may not be able to control the length of your game as much. Mm. Um, you know, I'm just saying. So you know, because but as soon as you start interacting, and, and that's the fun of the game. And but as soon as you start interacting yeah. with stuff, then you start BSing with people, and you're making jokes, and. Yeah, suddenly, yeah. suddenly, your two-hour game's two twenty because you know we were kind of screwing around and making a, having a laugh here and there. But, but the, yeah, but the I game becomes a, a story. Yeah, yeah, the game becomes a story rather than what happened in your game. Oh, we took all my models off. What happened in your game? Well, I did this. He did that. You know, and there's a bit more mm-hmm. of a. You, you come away from it, you, and you haven't just uh, been hammered by that one crucial turn where you could do nothing and everything just rolled over. At least you get to intervene, and it does open up a wealth of different tactics because you know that you can't move all of your models at once with very little consequence, you know, and then it's his turn to revise all models all at once. The, the the tactics that open up is much more chess-like in that you have to think a few activations ahead because I'm going to activate this, and I think he'll likely activate that as a counter, and then, oh, okay, well, I need to do this, and, and you really find yourself thinking about that that unit that you're actually planning to activate four or five activations time. Yeah, do I want to save it or do I want to yeah. go? Because if I go yeah. now, he's going to sit until the end of this turn. And see, that's kind of yeah. why I liked. I mean, it's like I, I, I'm like reading the rules for your game, and I like I like the setting. I really love the setting. But it, it's why I've, I, I'm not a big skirmish game player. I mean, everybody who knows and listens to the show. I mean, I love Warhammer. I love Kings of War. I like having big, huge blocks of models. But when I do play a skirmish game, it's like Malifaux, where we're taking that alternate activation, where we're having it, where there's a much more interactive. And it's one of the things that I liked about Darklands is the alternating uh, activation. Yeah, yeah. I'd also say in, in terms of the way Darklands plays, is it, it, it plays, even though you're on round bases and there's typically less models than you might get in a mass combat game, it plays a lot more like uh, a combat game because of the sheer amount of dice you roll and, and the way damage is marked and, and you are in units and, and the units can be quite large. It does become, it's, it's, it's a blend of, of a skirmish game and uh, a mass combat game, especially so, with the, the, the way the activations work and the way the musters are formed. Yeah, now... 
And I was reading that. Like I said, it, it, there's a lot there. I don't want to go into depth in, into the rules per se because I'm not I'm not familiar enough where we can have a long. And once we get it down, and I got you know Chris Hughes got his models. I've got mine. We're going to play a few. We'll both come on. We'll have you back on, and we'll do a whole review episode yeah, of the game. Like where we'll yeah, that'd be cool. We'll just jump into it and what we think of it. Um, but how many models? I mean, now I mean between the two of us, we've probably got about you know. Eight or ten models per per side with us. Um, that's basically all we own. That and a couple of the big gribblies would jump in, and that would be what we have. Um, yeah, the, um, uh, the the way the mustard is set is the you know instead of using points, we call it gold. But let's say you can start off on around two hundred and fifty gold all the way up to two thousand. So you can easily start off with maybe five six models per side, especially if you're using some of the more monstrous infantry. Uh, choices available because obviously they are more expensive in terms of uh, of, of gold value. Yeah, and you can. We, we've had games with maybe a hundred models aside, but certainly yeah. to to get into it and start rolling dice and to actually playing a game and feel like playing a game, you can do it with five, six, uh, through two, maybe a dozen to twenty models, and you'll feel like you're playing a game. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because like I said, we've yeah, I think we've well, probably got about a dozen. I've got a dozen guys. I know I got a I got a unit of little bowmen. Our bow beasts or whatever they are, and I got a I got a little shaman guy and another guy. And I'm like, oh, Chris, and then Chris has got all these guys. They just look like they've been stitched together. They're like steroids and and, and scars. That's just yeah, those yeah. The, the, the brutes from the Asians, yeah, yeah. They've got a load of wicked weapons and they've got sacks on their heads. Yeah, they're cool guys. Yeah, they're, they're, they're creepy. And you can you can play a game because those guys are larger and they again they cost more gold. If you if you saw a person like me that that paints kind of slow then I would start off painting a lot of monstrous infantry because I've got less models to paint. And But if you saw a person who can just fly through models, then start off with an infantry force and outnumber your opponent and gain a tactical advantage. It's uh, th- There's horses for courses, and the good thing about it is the entry level is so easy to get into because you, know, yeah. you can paint between six and ten models, and you are playing a game. Exactly. Um, but yeah, those brutes—they're oh, they're kind of creepy. All the stitching and the and the and the and the, the scars and yeah. the, like you said, those bags over their heads—it's like the gimp, like from Pulp yeah, Fiction. I'm just like, oh when, my god! When we designed those guys. We had in mind if you, if you ever played Resident Evil Four, the guy with the chainsaw and he's got like the Hessian sackcloth on his head. Oh, we yeah. were looking at we were looking at him, and I think a few of us had been playing it at the time. I'm like, okay, let's have a bunch of like lunatics. That stitched together like Frankenstein monsters sorts, and they've got all sorts of nasty-looking weapons. And let's stick some sacks on their head so you can't see the face because it's always scary when you can't see somebody's face yeah. if you don't know what they're doing. Oh, see. And uh, yeah, so they, they're quite horrific-looking fellows. Yeah, I mean, I looked at that and I thought of like if you ever played uh, on the old game Soul, what's it, Soul Blade or Soul Edge or Soul Blade, whatever that was called. It was one of those fighting games you could play on the. PlayStation. Yeah, Xbox. that rings well. Soul Calibur. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. With Valdo, remember the guy with the sack on his head with all the just weird stuff, and he had, like he had no hands. He just had like 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 uh, swords like just tied to his stumps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just that, like, that sort of aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just like, oh, vicious. But so you've got that game going on, which, like I said, I definitely we're definitely going to have a, a, a thing about that. And it's just cool that you didn't. You, I mean, there's there's obviously there's monsters and there's beasts, but it's not. Let's say you said there's no elves, yeah, no, no dwarfs, there's no yep. orcs. These are so, sorry, there's no dwarfs, David. That's okay. <laughs> uh, hey, there can't always be dwarfs. <laughs> you know, you got to. You know, we can't always. Maybe be we perfect. should do some some but, dwarfs riding bears or something like that for you. <laughs> I've got one of the cyborg ones. I've just never put them together because there's never been a point. Um, yeah, but it was a it was a, a, a deliberate 
uh, you know, d- design of, of the game in that every fancy game has got elves, every fancy game has got orcs, every fancy game has got dwarves because they all came from Tolkien. And um, we wanted to go a bit further back to where Tolkien got his ideas from, which was, you know, it was the Dark Ages and the creatures of myth and legend. So we went straight back to them. And yes, there are, you know, there are there is an argument for elves and, and dwarves and things like that, but we wanted to make it different and avoid those guys. So it's it's man and beast, you know, and man-beast. There's no, there's no elves, you know, there's no other races right, apart got, from man and a mix of man and beast. Trolls, you know, like you said, um, you know, uh, Minotaur, stuff from mythology and legend. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're, that, they're, yeah, they're, they're the beasts of our legend. So, that, so they go in there, but yeah, there's no, like, say, it's 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 more relatable when it's going back to you know the, the stories that have been told down through you know centuries and millennia. To have those guys in there and keep them rather than, I mean, like Tolkien, he created orcs, what, maybe 100 years ago or something like that. Right. Uh, probably even less than that. So these guys go further back. And it's, it is our world, you know, Northwest Europe, uh, you know, even the guys in America, you know, your right. descendants uh, would have come from there. And, and everyone can look back to, you know, Northwest Europe in the Dark Ages and uh, either through mythology or, you know, or, or their ancestry and they can draw something back to it. So straight away, we know a lot of people who are like, oh, when are you going to do an Irish kindred? Well, we, we, you know, those guys are coming. They're called the Iran. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a hell of a lot of people who are like, oh, we really want to pay the Irish because there's a lot of Irish Americans out there. And there's, yep. I mean, there's plenty of Irish people over here as well. So straight away, they're like, oh, I want to play the Iran. So we've got the Iran, and they've got, um, as you might expect, they've got uh, warp spasm warriors to come. They've got just the regular guys, which are just, you know, regular guys carrying axes and things like that. But they also have, um, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the peat bogs were a big thing in, in, in ancient, ancient Ireland. They would sacrifice people in there uh, to, to, get, to get a good harvest and things like that. So we've actually got... Uh, bog beasts, which are creatures that rise up from the bog and they're made of pea and rotten wood and there's uh, dead bodies in there and skulls hanging out from the sacrificial victims and those guys look mean as. They oh, really you got to send cool. me, okay, send me the link yeah. to that so I know where to... I'll get, yeah, yeah, I'll get you a link from concept art and the guy we've got sculpted in the first one of those is the guy that did the... Um, the trolls for the north. So he's his name's Alan Carrasco. He's a guy that really specialises at doing like you know really meaty looking barrel chested monsters. So he's going to do a great job on those. And when I showed the concept art, he's like, "Oh, I'm going to enjoy this." <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. All right. So we've got a little bit of time left, and so we probably should jump back to Bane Beasts. Okay. Um. So now. This one. This is. I mean. And I've I've done a couple of kickstars. Now you're funded, by the way. Yeah. So everyone jumping in now, it's done. It's in. You're, you know, you've you 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 got the goods going on here. Yeah, um, thank you guys. Yeah, now it's just a case of knocking down the stretch goals. And what we intend is for every beast to get some freebies. So we fund a beast. You know, one of the future stretch goals coming very soon after is to give you some freebies for that guy because we want. We want Yorioli to have an alternate head and an alternate weapon. And we want to give you that for free. There's going to be some Kickstarter exclusives. Like, for example, if you buy the Oak Warlord on a Wyvern, and he's already funded, uh, you will also get another Oak Warlord on the Wyvern free of charge. You won't get the Wyvern, you just get another Warlord. So you'll get two alternate riders that you can stick on top of that Wyvern. The regular guy's got a big bulky hand weapon and shield. The alternate guy, which is Kickstarter only, is, he's wearing a helmet, so he's more heavy armoured, and he's carrying a big, meaty, great weapon. So when you're building your orc that you want to go to battle with, well, you've got a choice of which guy to plunk on top, depending on what sort of battle you're fighting. And we've also made a shaman now. Uh, so there's two different types, and if you go for the shaman, then the, you get the second shaman free. We've got one who's like a, a robed fella carrying a big, a big nasty-looking staff, and then we've got a more feral-looking guy who's 
almost naked, wearing a feathered headdress and uh, waving, a, waving a scary-looking skull around. So, again, you've got a choice, and you're getting that second guy free, and it's Kickstarter exclusive. Yeah, and now, you, you know what? One of the things I like about your Kickstarter is I, I, I've, I've done a, several, and some of them get really complicated with all sorts of add-ons and this, that, and the other. And you've got, like, four levels. you got 10 yeah. pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, 80 pounds. 10 pounds will get you, like, the riders, like the, you know, the orc warlord. Yeah, you know, you, you get, just want a rider, yeah. Yeah, because you already have the thing, I just need a rider. Right, yeah, you might in. have a boar or something like that, and you want to stick him on top of there instead mm-hmm. of being on a wyvern. Well, there he is. Come and buy him. Now, the Ogre Drake hasn't funded yet, but I'm certain it will. You're getting close enough. That and the Pleasure Demon, you put 30 pounds, pick one of those. 40 yeah. pounds, pick the wyvern or the Dark Elf Dragon. Uh, and if you want to throw in 80 pounds, obviously if you put, you could throw in 80 pounds and get a you know the two 40-pound things, but then you've got that badass war demon. Yeah, and if you want to, um, if you want to buy more than one monster, for example, you want to buy a pleasure demon at thirty pounds, and then you want to add on, let's say, uh, one of the orc, just the riders for ten pounds. Then what you do is you pledge for the, uh, you choose your pledge level, which will be thirty pounds, and then you can just best increase your pledge, and you can just put it up by an extra ten pounds or whatever you want to put it up by to buy. And also for, I mean, uh, I understand a lot of your listeners will be in America, and fifty uh, percent of our customers actually are from America. So uh, you know, thank you guys, <laughs> thank you for keeping us going uh it's really easy to work out the exchange rate so don't be concerned that it's in pounds and not dollars we have to do it in pounds because we're a british company on, on the, the british section of kickstarter but the, the exchange rate's really easy you just multiply it by 1.5 so the pleasure demon is 30 pounds it's 45 dollars the orc, the orc on wyvern is 40 pounds it's 60 dollars it's really easy to uh, understand because the exchange rate is kind of like 1.5 dollars to the pound at the minute so it makes it really easy for you guys so you're not like oh so what's a pound worth again it's uh, it makes it really easy the, the way the exchange level is actually set at the moment nice. and we're doing our best to keep the kickstarter as easy and simple to understand as possible it basically goes on a level of there's a beast once the beast is funded we're going to give you some free stuff and maybe an optional rider like in the case of the wyvern there's, you know, uh, the Pleasure Demon. When she's funded, she'll get free stuff. There's a the Dark Elf Lord. Well, when he funds, we're going to give you a different rider that's going to go on the top. Uh, we're going to get him to your free charge as soon as we're that free funding level. And we're just going to, you know, keep doing that all the way through. So you'll get a free, you'll get a beastie, and then you'll get some free stuff. And let's keep knocking them down. And the further we go, you know, the more beasts you can see. And we've got some wonderful, wonderful concepts to show you guys. So let's keep it going. And because I want to make as many of these monsters as I can. Yeah, no kidding. So right now you've got, you've funded the warlord on the wyvern, the shaman uh-huh. on the wyvern, That's uh, right. and then the extra added add on characters, uh, and you're yep. just shy of funding the pleasure demon that we're at right yeah, now, I believe. That's right. And once she once she funds, we'll show off the free stretch goal, and we'll also show off the art for it, so you can see what extra bits you're going to get. And people are, and at that point, people think, okay, yeah, let's push for it. New backers will come on because they'll see we're close to the goal. And then, you know, we just want to keep knocking the goals down all the way through, and we'll, we'll keep showing you cool stuff. If I hadn't sold off my whole orc army, I'd buy that. I still have an orc on a wyvern. Like, I have the other orc on a wyvern. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking at this going, I, I like, because I really like, I think Chris got as your wyvern. I he think does, yeah. We sent him yeah. right at the start of our relationship, didn't we, when we sent you some, some you guys some stuff. And yeah. it was at that point, and other people have asked me, and the people have said, why don't you put an orc on this guy? And the answer's always been, well, there are no orcs in, in Darklands. Well, the answer to that is, well, let's not 
have that orc in Darklands, let's just make him a baby. So it's took us a while to get around to because we've been so busy, but we're finally getting there, and there's plenty of people who are, who are happy now. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, and it's a, it's a simple thing. If you need one of these big monsters, and I mean, they're really great, you really need to check them out, folks. I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor of the show. You know, I'm looking at this. I own a bunch of this stuff, and I'm looking at this going, oh, I think maybe I might jump in on this. I keep looking, and, stu- and I'm stupid. I keep looking at this wyvern going, I have a wyvern. I don't have an orc army. I have no reason to have this other than it looks awesome. Yeah, and if you look on each graphic, there's actually a size uh, a size comparison to show you how big these guys are, and that's a big old wyvern. For $60, you're getting oh, easily a $100 model yes. in many ways because it's so big. I mean, it's 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 to the tip of its wings. It's 173 millimeters. I know you guys are an imperial, but that's probably but that's 17 that centimeters for? and 30 centimeters yeah. in a foot. It's, so yeah, it's about seven at... or eight inches. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a big old fella. And uh, yeah, a hundred you know, to the get... top of the, the body, and then the wings take it up another 73. Yeah, there's, there's value for money there, and it's, it's the only time to get. We have discounted for the Kickstarter because basically you guys are helping us out. You're making it happen. So the kickback to you is, okay, you get it a bit cheaper. You'll get it before anybody else gets it at retail, so you'll get it sent out months earlier than anybody else does before you can actually buy it in a store. And also there's those free big Kickstarter exclusives. So, you know, you put our backs and we'll scratch yours. Yeah, and the Ogre Drake, I'm looking at that too because that looks – that's really sweet. Like, Yeah, he's, he's going to be uh, a real badass model because that's taking what is from our Bithonad kindred, which is quite – they have to be quite sedate in many ways. He's got armor, but it's not over the top because armor is armor. It's, it's not really as an ornate for those guys. But then you look at the Ogre Drake, and you know this has allowed me to go a little bit, a little bit further and amp it up. And oh, he, he's mean. He's covered in spikes. He's got you know he's got a few scores. He's got an enormous hammer, and he's he's hundred mil just to the top of his fist, which are above his head. So he's right. a really big model that you'd probably want to put. On a fifty mil square, or even a, a, a hundred mil by uh, sorry, a fifty by a hundred mil base, and he's got that enormous, massive metal hammer to bring down on someone's head. And I'm sure people can find a use for him in their games. Now it's based on uh, you got the little thing you're showing. It's based on that arcade more. Uh, what what, what faction is that? Like that, he, it looks like he's got like a like a crocodile head or something like that. Almost yeah, or, an alligator it, head. It, He's from the uh, the Bithoniad, which uh, they've got a few reptiles. They've got dragons, they've got wyverns, they've got jabberwocks uh, in with their uh, in with their bunch. And the Bithoniad are actually the original Britons, and at this point in in history, they'd all been pushed into Wales. So they were the you know the original Welsh. That's why a lot of their names are quite hard to understand. They're actually based on uh, an archaic form of Welsh, which is an archaic language in itself. So uh, so so the Welsh. Um, if anyone knows what the Welsh national flag looks like, it's a red dragon. And it's like that for a reason, because, you know, um, uh, legend was that here be dragons. So that's why the Welsh have got all the dragon. <laughs> See, I, you know, I can't get over. I was talking with a friend about this the other day. And I was like, I just really love the aesthetic. He's like, so wait, so it's it's in England, but they've got monsters. I'm like, okay, it's in the dark. It's like alternate history, dark ages. They actually went back. And as a guy who enjoys... Uh, I used to play role-playing games with my friends, and um, my friend would literally sit there, and we would play Vampire from White Wolf, mm-hmm. and he would not just go into the stuff, but he would go, and he was a history buff, so he would dig up real people in history and be like, 
you know, these guys, have, you know, there's been vampires here for hundreds of years. Some of them still exist, these characters. Yeah. So he starts weaving in real city history into the game. Yeah. To make it, to, and it, it adds that level to it that, like, because I'm not a huge historical games person. I have nothing against them. I just, like, that war was already played out. And if yeah, I play it, it out and yeah. it turns out the, not the way it played out in real history, I feel weird. That's one of the reasons, yeah. that's one of the problems I have with Lord of the Rings. You can recreate the Battle of the Fen. Well, if, if, if it ends in any way other than the way it was written in the book, it's going to seem odd to me. Mm-hmm. You guys took this. It's semi-historical. Like, if you're a history buff, you can look into that. Oh, it's this is based on the ancient Welsh, and you got the Irish, and you got the French. And I thought yep. that was really nice, you being British, bringing in the French, because I know how that, that kind of works. Yeah, well, we had to do it because most of our sculptors are French. <laughs> 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 so we've got to be nice to those guys and throw them a bone. <laughs> uh, nothing against the French. It's just, I just, uh, just All, all the best sculptors in the world are French. No, they are, man. They are fantastic. And I've got those videos, the painters, too, the guys with their videos. I don't understand a damn word they're saying, but, man, do those models look nice when they're done. Yeah, there must be something in the wine, in the wine there, certainly not the water, because they don't drink it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, this is, it, it's, and, and you know, the, 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 quick, the, the quick start rules don't have a lot of that fluff. It doesn't have the histories and all that stuff. And that's why I'm really excited for when you guys put out, the book because the fluff is sort of what drives a lot of these games and and when a game comes in that's what i'm looking at you know yeah um, it'll be great to have it all in one place so there's going to yeah. be you know a bit of background on each kindred there's going to be you know uh color pictures there's going to be diagrams there's going to be art and all those things you get you flicking through a book thinking oh man i want to play this game and i'm excited too and seriously honestly if you're just playing with your friends you know you're hanging out at the club or playing in the crypt or the garage or whatever um you know, you've got, like you said, you've got Euralia, and now you've got the Pleasure Demon. Well, you know what? Okay, so Euralia is the character. So if I prefer the Pleasure Demon, I could still play that and say it's Euralia. Who's going to stop me, right? I mean, it's my game. Yeah, you that's could, right. No one's, we're not going to kick your door down and take your toys off you. Exactly. <laughs> so you can mix and match your Bane Beasts with your legit, you know, Darklands Beasts. Um, you, you have alternate models for your own game system. That's yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of meta. Yeah. Straight away, it's, uh, I mean the, the conversion kits, and yeah, it's, it's keeping ahead of the uh, of the zeitgeist, as people say, and just keeping it. It's, I mean, it, why not? There are there are models. Why wouldn't you you keep making different versions of them in, in different ways? Sure. It's uh, yeah, it give people what they want at the end of the day. And so many people have asked us to do uh, more bane beast sort of things that there's only so long you can ignore them, and and you know why ignore people? <laughs> exactly. No kidding, huh? So, listen, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. I know we've barely touched on stuff. I feel like I could sit down and talk for another hour or two, except i got to finish this display board for PACA. Um, no worries. I understand. And actually, and the kids are going to get home in 15 minutes from school, so i I got to get snacks ready. But, it's weird. Um, it's like time travel because I did all that like five hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when we were talking. You're like, oh, this time's good for me. And I'm like, I'm actually home today. I will get home about 1. If we talk around from one thirty to 2.30, I'm, I'm golden. So, But, folks. Folks, you go to Kickstarter, check out Bane Beasts, one word, B-A-N-E-B-E-A-S-T-S. This is going to fund on February 9th. So if you're listening to this and it's not yet February 9th, at least go check it out. Um, and you know what? You can actually click on, if you click on 
their other projects. You can go back and see the Darklands stuff and all the videos you had for Darklands. So if you're interested in that, you can just go and click on Mears' other Kickstarters and look at the old Kickstarters and at least get a feel and a look at what they had because this stuff is, is – I'm really excited about this. Like once pack is over – like, I haven't been excited for a new game in a while because you don't often have time to bring in a new game. But it's like, these miniatures are just gorgeous. And it's it's kind of a sin. Like, you sent us this stuff, and I'm building it, and I'm using some for alternate miniatures. But it's like, you can't get a model that nice and just be like, nah, I'm not even going to try the game. It's like, no, now i got to play it. Now we got to get awesome. it going. Yeah, yeah. Well, anytime you want me back on the show, you know, now, now I'm in with the uh, in with the core kids in Skype. Just give me, a, you know, just give me a holler. Yeah, and I'll come running. And maybe we can talk about Disney a bit next time as well. Oh, sure. well, <laughs> we can talk about Disney anytime. I'm not going this summer, but next summer we've already got yeah. next summer lined up. So same here. I'm missing out this year, but we're going to go. We're actually going to go next Halloween. So I'm really looking oh, forward to that. Oh, that is fun. That I've it's gone the on best Halloween. time to go to Disney World. It's fantastic. Or the week before. <laughs> For Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving week because it's crowded, but the week before Thanksgiving, it's dead because nobody's yeah. coming because they're gonna they're planning to come on Thanksgiving. I went yeah, there I've for a, been in November before. Yeah, it was really quiet. I went there for a conference. They had the conference at the conference halls at Disney World, and since we were 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 you know members, we just said forget it. We're just gonna go. And so my wife came with, and I went to the conference. She went around all day. It's weird when the park gets dark at like five thirty because it's still fall and it's getting dark at five thirty. It's um, a different place as well when it's dark. It's a completely yeah. different atmosphere. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm like the big fat behemoth who's like always a hot, sweaty mess. So at night it was getting down to like you know the sixties, and I'm just like walking yeah. around in my t-shirt and shorts, I'm like nice. I can well, walk around British, Disney and not it's die. It's great for us as well because you know us Brits will sweat straight away because we're used to it being cold and damp. So as soon as I get off the airplane, there it's like oh man, it's so hot. So, yeah, it's, it's nice when it gets a bit cooler in the evening. Well, see, and then you're used to it, too, if you go in the summer because it rains every day between, like, 2 and 4 o'clock in, in yeah. Florida. And so you always know when you're at Magic Kingdom, you always know who's British and who isn't because the Brits are still walking around in the rain and everyone else is dashing for cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, listen, um, I'm wrapping this up. Folks, thanks for listening. Go check out uh, – you can check out Mears um, – I'm sorry, I keep saying Mears now because I'm looking at the word. Mersha <laughs> Miniatures, spelled M-I-E-R-C-E hyphen miniatures. Go check out their website. Check out their Kickstarter. And um, Tim uh, will be back with us probably after Acon, after Adepticon, because we just got tons of stuff rolling in. By that time, we'll have our stuff painted. We'll have played a few games. It'll be April – and um, you, we'll, we'll have everything down to where we can just sit down for a couple of hours and, and just tear into uh, Darklands. So Fantastic. tear into it as in delve into it, not rip it up and tell you how much it sucks. Because <laughs> I can already okay. tell well, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, David. I really appreciate it. And, you know, uh, as a lot of your uh, listeners will obviously be American, thanks a lot for all the support you guys have shown us. Like I say, around, around half of all our entire business. Is uh, is it, it, it come, you know, comes from America? So thanks a lot to you guys for taking us, you know, for taking us in. It's fantastic. All right, well, folks, um, see you uh, in a probably a few days with the next Garage Hammer, and uh, sooner rather than later with Garage Gamer. 